Hi, this is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris of Image of a Girl fame, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Anatomy of a Hit, the show where you will learn the inside story of a hit record. Today on The Anatomy of a Hit, we will be discussing one of the great hits by Skeeter Davis. Yes, it's the end of the world by country singer Skeeter Davis. The song reached its peak in March 1963, rising to number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and number two on the Billboard Country Chart. The record achieved the unusual feat of reaching the top ten on Billboard's Hot 100 pop, adult contemporary, R&B, and country charts all at the same time. Davis's four-chart top ten accomplishment has never been duplicated by any other female vocalist in the history of Billboard magazine. How did Skeeter Davis pick this song to record? Skeeter discusses this on in an interview with the Yesteryear in Nashville program. How did that song well, How'd Chet, you get that song? Well, Chet Atkins uh, had a lot of trust in me, and he would hand me a batch of records, or demo, demonstration records, and that happened to be in a, just one of those batch of records. I was doing a lot of New York songs in those days, and that was a New York song. But I really liked it and uh, recorded it, and it kind of was saying all the feel, expressed all those feelings that I had never got to talk about. The End of the World was written by composer Arthur Kent and lyricist Sylvia D. D, who wrote the words, she wrote The End of the World when she was only 14 years old. There are several covers of the song. Let's hear a few. Sonia recorded a version of End of the World in 1990, which peaked at number 18 in the United Kingdom. Snowbird fame also had a version. Why does the sun go on shining? Why does the sea rush to shore? Anymore. 
Johnny Mathis recorded it. Why does the sun go on shining? Why does the sea rush to shore? Don't they know it's the end? Nancy Sinatra also had a version. Why does the sun go on shining? Why does the sea rush to shore? Don't they know it's the end of the world? Cause you don't love me anymore. And the great female group Exposé recorded it on their Greatest Hits album. Davis recorded her version with sound engineer Bill Porter on June 8, 1962 at the RCA Studios in Nashville. It was produced by country guitarist Chet Atkins and featured Floyd Kramer on piano. A special recording technique was used called Sound on Sound back then where the original recording was mixed with Skeeter singing the song live again with herself. Therefore, it sounds like a duet in places. Skeeter did admit in an interview on NPR radio shortly after the session that her producer, Chet Atkins, was a difficult person to work with, and she was terrified and kind of fed up with the producer. But Skeeter and her producer came out of the studio with an absolute brilliant record. In that interview with Yesteryear Nashville, Skeeter was asked after she recorded The End of the World, whether she thought it was going to be a hit. This was her answer. Uh, did you think it would be a big hit when you did it? Uh, no, I didn't, especially after it stayed out for about six months and nobody played it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nobody. In fact, it, that song hit pop before it hit country. Radio disc jockeys, however, had initially been playing the B-side of the record, which was the old pop standard, Somebody Loves You. But New York City disc jockey Scott Mooney of WABC flipped the record over and began playing Davis's sentimental ballad, The End of the World. In the next week, it sold 100,000 copies. Let's hear a little of the B-side of End of the World. It's Skeeter Davis and Somebody Loves You. Somebody loves you I want you to know 
Skeeter Davis was born on a farm in Kentucky and was the first of seven children in a loving family. Living on a farm, she had to do some chores on the farm at an early age. <laughs> Listen, Skeeter explains. When did you discover you wanted to be a country singer? Well, I always loved it. I think the first time I really, really started loving country music was when I heard the Carter family singing Keep on the Sunny Side. Keep on, on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. Yes, sir, that very song. Uh, I was about, I think I was in the fifth grade and I just came in from milking the cows. And I uh, heard that milk? on the radio because my mother was the country music fan. And you, did you learn to milk when you were young? I was in the fifth grade. Let's see, I was 10 years old. Yeah, you got to get a job like that, you're going to have a lot of pull, don't you? Oh, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> They were nice byproducts of being successful and having a big hit record like that. And that means making money, and Skeeter ended up buying her daddy a home. How did the singer get the name Skeeter? In the interview with Rod Cameron during his show Star Route, Skeeter explains briefly the answer to that question. Well, we're talking to a mighty pretty young lady here today. Thank you. Skeeter, uh, I wanted to ask you where you got the name Skeeter. Well, my grandfather gave me that name. Was that his name? No, it's a long story, but it just comes from Mosquito. Down oh. in the country, we had lots of those, and they named me Skeeter. Oh, you in uh, Dry Ridge, Kentucky, you got lots of mosquitoes? Yeah, they're in the creeks. To expand a little more, she was always very active, buzzing around, and that contributed to her grandfather calling her Skeeter. She loved singing, and in high school, she befriended Betty Jack Davis, who was known around school for her singing skills. They formed a duo, calling themselves the Davis Sisters. How did Skeeter Davis get her big break as a recording artist? Here Skeeter explains. We saved up all of our nickels, dimes, and quarters and took our first plane trip to New York City and talked to a man that you know and, and have loved, and that's uh, Steve Scholes. Oh, really? And we actually talked him into... Uh, listening to us, and when he listened to us, he had Chet Atkins and Eddie Arnold listen with him. And I think I saw Chet Atkins get more excited that day than I've ever seen him since, when he heard us, and it was quite, it's quite a good memory. And we signed our contract with them. That was what year? 1953. 53. Do you believe it? Mm -hmm. The Davis sisters were signed, just like that, by RCA Records, and in early 1953, recorded their first single, I Forgot More Than You'll Ever Know. It was a country smash, reaching number one on the country charts, and sold over a million copies. Let's hear a portion of that number one song. I've forgotten more than you'll ever know about him. You think you know the smile on No sooner than they'd established themselves, tragedy struck that summer when Betty Jack Davis was killed in an auto accident on the way back from West Virginia. Skeeter explains. 
1953, you were involved in a, in a traffic accident. Did that affect your career? Sure did, because uh, that was a tragedy, you know, in my life, and one of the most traumatic... What happened? It was close to Cincinnati, Ohio. We were about 25 miles from home, and a soldier went to sleep uh, driving his car and hit us. We had a head-on collision, and it took the life of Betty Jack and, and left me in a very, very shattered uh, place, too, you know. Well, you, was it, 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 it shattered you mentally or and it physically? Mentally, physically, too? every way, yeah, because I was at just really... Um, a kind of a helpless soul there for a while mm -hmm. and didn't continue my career until um, 58 I signed with RCA. As she pointed out later on she restarted her career as a solo artist which led to her successful fame in country music. RememberThenRadio.com All oldies all the time. Remember Then Radio the soundtrack of our lives Playing all the oldies On that you can't rely We are your best companion Every single night and day So join us for sweet memories That will surely come your way Let's hear a few more covers of The End of the World. Patty Duke, the actress, made a recording. I wake up in the morning and I wonder Why everything's the same as it was I can't understand, I can't understand How life goes on the way it Allison Page also recorded the song. Dion of Dion and the Belmonts recorded a version of it for his album Ruby Baby. I wake up in the morning and I wonder why everything's the same as it was. I can't understand. No, I can't. Understand why life goes on the way it does. Brenda Lee also did a version. Why does the sun go on shining? Why does the sea rush to shore? Don't they know it's the end of the world? 
'cause you don't love me anymore. And Herman's Hermits also recorded the song. I wake up in the morning and I wonder why everything's the same as it was. And I can't understand, no, I can't understand. Why life goes on the way it does Skeeter mentioned earlier that she had some crossover country hits on the pop charts prior to her biggest hit, The End of the World. Here's an example. Do you remember this song by Hank Laughlin reaching number 8 in 1960? Please help me, I'm falling in love with you. Close the door to temptation, don't let me walk through. Turn away from me, darling, I'm begging you. It's Please Help Me, I'm Falling. Well, Skeeter hit number 39 that same year with an answer record to that song called I Can't Help You, I'm Falling Too. Skeeter explains how this happened. I'll tell you a big hit song you had one time. See if you can remember how it happened. But uh, uh, I'm Falling Too. Oh, yes. Uh, I, was, I was still living in Kentucky and I'd come down to Nashville to record. Chet would call me. And Hank Lachlan had a record called Please Help Me, I'm Falling. Uh-huh. And I was in RCA's office, and you happened to walk by, and uh, I think we were all going to go to lunch with Chet that day. And uh, somebody you said, Chet. Yeah, I went to lunch. You stayed there and started the song or something. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, you said, why didn't I do it? I said, you ought to do an answer That's to right, Please yeah. Help Me, I'm Falling. So when we went to lunch, Chet said, well, why don't you write that? Archie might have a good idea. And I said, well, and so when I got back, uh, y'all had done, you say that I'm falling, but what can I do? And we finished the song. It turned out to be, and you know, also, Archie, that was before End of the World. That was 1960. That's right, yeah. It was. And it also got in the pop charts. A lot of people think, you know, that I didn't have that crossover. But I was having those continuous little crossover records mm-hmm. that were happening even before End of the World, you mm-hmm. know. In 1960, I had two. And that was one of them. Made us some money, didn't it? Let's hear a portion of that record. I'm Falling Too.
Another of her hits was putting words to this great instrumental. See if you remember this one. State by Floyd Kramer. It reached number two in 1960. Well, Skater put words to it, recorded it, and it reached number 26 in 1961. It was called My Last State with You. Here is a portion. Now, Skeeter Davis needed a follow-up record to End of the World. Well, her follow-up record was a big hit, reaching number seven in 1963. The song was called I Can't Stay Mad at You and was written by songwriting duo Carol King and her husband Jerry Goffin, who had so many song successes like Will You Love Me Tomorrow and Take Care of My Baby. The song was one of the first Goff and King compositions to be recorded by a country music performer. The song was recorded in April 1963 in Nashville, Tennessee at the RCA Victor Studios, and it was also produced by Chet Atkins. Let's hear that big follow-up. I can't stay mad at you. During her career, Skeeter Davis received five Grammy Award nominations, 
including four of her best female country vocal performance. During the 1960s, Skeeter Davis became one of RCA's most successful country artists, charting 38 country hits, 13 of which crossed over to the pop charts. Skeeter toured extensively and performed often with Elvis Presley. In that same interview, Yesteryear in Nashville, she explains what it was like to tour with the King. Skeeter? Yeah. <laughs> did you ever work with Elvis Presley? I sure did, Archie. I worked with him and uh, toured with him and uh, loved him so much. We became really good friends, in fact. What, what, when was this? That was in 56. Uh, 56? Was it that long ago? Oh, it was that long ago. Yes. A little squirt then, weren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. It was really fun, and we, we worked together, and uh, that was when he was first starting with Colonel Parker. Yeah. And, uh... uh well, he was a real rockin' I remember. Though. Oh, yeah, he loved it. And, but I'll tell you what, uh, it used to make me happy because when I would read things about him and people would ask, you know, and I was always quiet about it. I never went around telling everybody, but um, all the things like you'd read about how he loved the spiritual music, he would wear me out. He would grab me and we'd sing until time for us to go on. And, uh, Gospel staff. Yeah, something. that's all he wanted to sing. He'd grab his guitar and me and him, and also he'd try to keep me from biting my nails, you know, by holding my hand. Wasn't that nice? In that interview, she was also asked, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment in the business? Skeeter came up with this surprising answer. You've done a lot of things in this business. I really have. I've been around. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Turn with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just worked with Roy Acuff the other day, but I mean, uh, to actually have toured with the Rolling Stones, that's kind of fun, you know. you got to make a decision. <laughs> right. Is it Roy Acuff or the Rolling Stones? Uh. <laughs> did you tour with the Rolling Stones? I did, on their very first American trip. You yes, did. I did. Mm -hmm. Were you a rock cat in those days? <laughs> hey, I've loved it forever, man. I'm a country girl, but I love to rock and roll, you know. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's show of Anatomy of a Hit. To close this show... Here is that great big hit record by Skeeter Davis in its entirety. The End of the World. Why does my heart go?
This is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to tune in next time to the Anatomy of a Hit. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>